Hey, how's it going? Tommy Taylor here. And I'm Desnica, and welcome to the Marriage 2.0 podcast. that went through just about everything bad someone can go through in marriage quadruple times over and came out more in love than ever and using our story to inspire and give hope to the world. Since we've come out of our version of hell on earth, we have built a global marriage coaching business mentoring hundreds of couples and individuals all around the world. We've helped them fix issues like affair recovery, communication, intimacy issues, addictions, and all forms of abuse when no one else could. We've gone through all of these things plus so much more, so we get it. We tried everything out there from counseling, therapy, intensives, webinars, hundreds of books, and even tactics like slow to speak, quick to listen. And the truth is, all of those things were just band-aids that left us on an emotional roller coaster from hell. We truly believe that when you couple a heart for God and a strong desire for massive action, anything is possible. But honestly, most of us are never given the right knowledge. The Marriage 2.0 podcast shares interviews from the world's most successful people in business, sports, health, entertainment, and finance in order to help you live the purpose-filled life God designed for you so that you can live an inspiring life filled with more freedom, love, and impact. So get ready to learn the stuff that no one ever taught you about marriage. Your old marriage is dead and marriage 2.0 starts now. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the next episode. So today we're going to be talking about the topic of really communication and really the title of this episode is going to be effective communication techniques. So everybody's like, yay, finally, right? Uh, we're going to be putting this out, right? We're going to be talking about this uh, absolutely because it's number one fundamental uh, to any successful relationship, no matter married, not married, kids with kids, with friends, whatever it may be, even it doesn't matter. Communication is an effective communication is very essential to any relationship. And so this is definitely, nonetheless, a, a definitely a hot topic in marriage. And honestly, one of the number one issues people come to us for. Yeah. They say that's the, the number one problem in marriage is communication. And really communication is the lifeblood of marriage. Well, really any relationship, to be honest, like in any relationship, communication is, is a foundational aspect, but it's how we express our feelings. It's how we share our thoughts. It's how we connect on a deeper level. And, you know, honestly, most of us know uh, effective communication in marriage is not as easy as it sounds. And it doesn't just come natural, especially the longer you're together. (laughs) It's just not like, oh, it gets easier. Like actually people become quieter and they don't, they're not actually expressing themselves. So that's important to know as well. Yeah. Also, what I will say here is that we're going to reveal some key strategies and insights to help you and your spouse communicate more openly, authentically, while, keyword, while recognizing the things that make communication so hard. So we're going to be going over different things like active listening, empathy. Why is it so hard to communicate? Why is it so hard to have communication and open, safe communication? Yes. So those are the key things that we're going to be talking about. And I just want to give you some hope right off the bat. So some people do have a natural talent and are better listeners. Some people just have a better skill set there already. And some people are actually more empathetic to begin with. Some people, yeah. And it's not that they don't (laughs) necessarily like um, 
care more in the in, in in most instances. I mean, that is a part of it, but it's also that they just the way that God designed them. Yes. In, in different ways. So they see things differently. And then, so you have those that are naturally more empathetic and better listeners. And then you have those who are just completely oblivious to emotional states, body language, completely missing what's actually being said in the moment. Yeah. It's just by the way, that, that was Tommy, by the way, just want to well, throw I, that out there. I wouldn't say body language. I could pick up on that, but like more of, um, developing like empathy. Um, it was like, that was a skill set that I had to develop. It wasn't her. It came really natural. I could just give a crap. Like it was just, I didn't care to be honest with you when it came to empathetic. Now, now, no, let's not go down this stupid rabbit hole of like, Oh, I'm an empath. I'm a, this, I'm a, that drop that garbage. Like we're just going to go over the real stuff here. Yeah, and honestly, there's there's hope for anyone. If Tommy can learn empathy and active listening, I know this isn't just a problem like he once had that engulfed us. However, you know, one, I still love people watching. I've, I've done that my entire life. And in, in that aspect, I see this as a downfall for couples all the time. And since this is such a big issue, we are going to unravel some key aspects that go into communication. This is a skill that our society seriously lacks. We all, we all desire to be heard and understood. Like that's how we're designed. Like we have this innate desire within us to be heard and understood, especially by our spouse. Like that's what we want. We want to have a marriage where we're heard and understood and have that deep connection, right? So this is a very important skill set. And fun note that, you know, as a good communicator, even if your partner like isn't the best communicator, that's okay. One, there's a lot that you can do. We talk about the power of one all the time, but it does start with one. And as a skilled communicator, by the way, you can pick up on someone's deepest beliefs with even within like a five minute conversation, just just from a conversation, normal conversation, no. you can see so much deeper. It's a skill that you can learn. It doesn't just involve communication. It involves a lot of like introspective, like training for yourself too. Oh yeah. Um, There's, because you can't pull stuff out of other people. If you can't pull it out of yourself, let's just make that very clear. Um, so if you have a struggle getting to the real deeper to beliefs in yourself, yeah, it, our clients can't do it. Like when it comes to like on their own at first, um, definitely can't either. It's okay. Don't worry. You're not the only one. I promise. But it is a learned skill that, you know, obviously like we teach that in that aspect, but just knowing that overall it's a skill is really important. So let's talk about what is active listening and how can we improve our skills here? So, so active listening is a, is really a communication (laughs) skill that really it's a skill. Just let me, let me define that again. It's a skill that involves fully focusing, understanding, responding to a speaker. Like just to be very clear on that. Yes. It's, it's a way of giving your full attention to someone, not just hearing their words, but also paying attention to the nonverbal cues and what are the underlying emotions. So it's one thing for someone to say something, but what is really going on under there? So the goal of active listening is to create a deeper understanding and a connection between the individuals. Absolutely. So (coughs) here are a couple of key components uh, 
to making sure that you actually have acting live active listening under control here. So number one, give full attention. Obviously it sounds like common sense, but give full attention, actively listening by eliminating distractions and, uh, concentrating solely on the speaker put electronic meaning that that's meaning put electronics away devices watches stuff like that like just turn like make eye contact with the person not in a weird way but you know make eye contact <laughs> like don't just stare into their eyes for like countless minutes without without moving like without blinking like a weirdo like don't do that like actually like you know just Focus. It's just common sense. Like focus on what they're saying. Get off the TV and, and get off the know, video games. Stop what you're doing and focus on the actual conversation. Yes. So. And so that's a big one. And that alone is a huge improvement for a lot of people because they're so engulfed in their phones. They're sitting there, yeah, uh-huh, uh-huh, while they're scrolling or doing something just completely zoned out. So number two is, you know, show that you're listening. Use verbal and nonverbal cues to indicate that you are engaged. Nodding, eye contact, occasional offer affirmations like, you know, I see or go on. You know, there's a lot of words that it's in communication that teach you how to, you know, carry on a conversation and how to show that you're listening and, and active engagement there. But show that you're listening. Don't just stand there zoned out like in a space cadet just or awkwardly staring at them, right? So just actually be listening. <laughs> yeah, and just to touch one more point on tip number one, the giving full attention part of it. So tip number one is giving full attention. Tip number two is uh, show that you're listening um, through verbal cues, body language, stuff like that. But going back to tip number one, like some of you may think, well, I can multitask. It's been proven that no one can effectively multitask through science. Uh, it's... It's not, the brain can only focus on really truly and processing effectively one thing at a time. So we're not superhuman. You have to, I know you may think you're good at multitasking. Just put that idea away. Look at the science behind it and know that it's not true. Yeah. And within that, it doesn't matter if you think you're good or not. It still comes across as you don't care and you're not yeah, giving them attention. Way. So it doesn't matter what you think your skill set is have that courtesy to actually give the person your full attention. Yep. So the third the third tip here is ask clarifying questions. In active listening, ask clarifying questions. If there's something you don't understand or you need more information about it, ask. It's okay. You don't have to just pretend that you understood everything the first time. <laughs> That's pointless. If you don't understand, you know, ask. And also just having that asking to make sure that you understand to begin with, asking open-ended questions that encourage the speaker to share more details and express their feelings. Yeah, you can you can say, well, I heard you say X, Y, and Z. It was really interesting. and I, I really like X, Y, and Z about this and that, whatever. Um, then you say, but what I really want to know more about is this, this, and this, right? And I'm just using it <laughs> random, right? It's not an exact examples because we're not talking about an a detailed conversation here, but I'm just telling you how to say it. Right. Mm -hmm. And so that's important. So asking clarifying questions and number four is avoid interrupting. This is hard for a lot of people. I know, I know yeah. a lot of these people, um, but allow the speaker to finish expressing their thoughts before responding. Yeah. And you know, <laughs> a lot of times this can be taken away as like, Oh, I was just trying to hold a back and forth conversation and relate but it would be better to reflect first 
let them finish their thought, finish out the, the concept, and then relate, if that makes sense. Yeah, because interrupting can disrupt the flow of communication and make the speaker feel unheard. Yeah, so, so if, you, if you go from like your conversation to, or their conversation about them, and then trying to relate with your own stuff, that can seem like connection, but in reality, you're just, you're not really reflecting and making them feel heard on their part. So what I'm saying is relate, or sorry, reflect, then relate. Yes, and so then you reflect on the emotions and pay attention to the speaker's emotions, both verbal and nonverbal. Absolutely. That's a huge aspect there. Yeah, because body language is actually 80% of what you communicate. And, you know, your words are only 20%. So if you're standing there rolling your eyes, sighing, Huffing, puffing. Stand with your hip cocked out or just tapping your fingers on the counter. Like all these things are body language cues. And I promise you, it doesn't take a smart person to pick up on those things. It's common sense. Now, they may not know how to move them around. And that, that's a different, whole different topic. But when it comes to like the actual like body language stuff, that's going to be something that anyone can pick up on. And you're going to communicate it whether they know how to read body language or not it's still going to be picked up on the vibe. Like they may not know how to express it, but it's going to be picked up on. Yes. And so tip number five for active listening is acknowledge their feelings and express empathy. Understanding the emotions behind the words is a crucial aspect of active listening. So just to recap that one more time, acknowledging their feelings, understanding the emotions behind the words is a crucial aspect of active listening. So, Active listening is a skill. It's a skill that can be developed with practice and it creates a more positive and constructive communication environment. Yes. It takes a lot of energy. I'm not going to lie to act for, for me anyways, to active listen. For some. Yeah. For not everybody is, is different. Everybody has different temperaments and different things like that. But for me, it takes a lot of actual energy to actively listen. And I do it a lot on a daily basis with clients and different things and my own family. So it, and friends, of course, but it's one of those things like where you, you can build up a tolerance to it. I understand not everybody has the energy for it, but you can deepen that energy and really be able to draw that out. Yeah. And I, I don't want to dive too far off into that, but with what Tommy's saying in that regard, just because we could go off into so much more about energy and focus and priorities and, and so many other aspects here, but knowing that this active listening and effective communication does play a role into building trust and deepening the connection between the two of you. And really between just like anyone you're having that conversation with. So it's just important to understand that. Yeah. Also, I do want to say here, like when it comes down to the communication aspect, say you want to discuss a really deep or just even really just slightly deep topic with your spouse or with a friend. And they're like in the middle, especially with your spouse, if they're in the middle of like focusing like at these certain times of the day where I'm in like this focus, like realm of things, this state of, of flow. Like if she were to try to have a conversation with me during then, I'd be like, what are you doing? Like what, what, why are we, is this that, why are we having this conversation right now? Cause like, I'm, you know, like she knows not to interrupt that. I know not to interrupt her, especially like during her Bible time and different things like that. So there's different respectful times to, to not do that. Your spouse isn't, just waiting all day long to jump at your every need, <laughs> like to, to just communicate is what I'm saying. So just understand that and have, and there are 
other things that they're doing, but there still needs to be a thing of priorities here. So like God first, then you're in a self-care way, then your marriage, spouse, then kids, then work, business, whatever, and extended family and friends. So just know that those things are there. Yes. Another aspect that goes into effective communication is empathy. So developing empathy is a valuable skill. It enhances all personal relationships, all of them, whether it be with like your, your family, your friends, like kids, whatever that may be. And it really allows you to understand other people's perspective and emotions. So we want to give you some practical tips to how to cultivate and strengthen your empathy skills. So the first one is going to be practicing the active listening, like we just mentioned. So all of those aspects of like giving your full attention, making eye contact, using that open body language to show that you're engaged, avoiding interrupting and letting the fin- the speaker finish before responding. That's a big one. I'm just going to reiterate that because I just know so many people that they cut you off and they tell you what you're saying before you're even done. And you're like, no, that's not what I'm saying. So be quiet. Don't, <laughs> just, be, in a, don't be in an assumer. Right. Just like close your mouth, listen, let them, let them speak and ask clarifying questions to understand to make sure that you do understand their perspective. Yeah. Also put yourself in, in other shoes here. Well, I, I'll kind of combine two things here, but put yourself in other shoes um, and really try to see things from their point of view. You won't ever see it hundred percent. Let's just be very real there though. Um, they're individually created by God the way they are. You will not, and you are too. You will never feel it the exact same way or anything. That's why it cracks me up. And like, we did this, like where we try to cheat on each other and get each other back and different things like that. It, it, nothing I ever did in terms of all the people I cheat on her with will ever make her feel the same exact way I felt. So just no, just, I'm just using that as an example, but no one's ever going to feel that way. Now let's be, just understand this. Um, consider their background also though, their experiences, their past, their emotions, because that's going to shape their beliefs, their perspective on things. And imagine how you would feel with their situation. Mm -hmm. It's such a big skill to be able to do this. So often people just look at people and they're like, oh, well, like I wouldn't. I'm like, okay, well, one, you're not them. Like that, that's a mute point. Like you're not them. Of course you wouldn't do X, Y, Z, right? So let's talk about and having just that understanding and that compassion of like what it would be like to be that other person. Yeah. Also one key I want to add in here that's under key to understanding is I would say really God's love for things because then that's going to soften your heart towards other people. I could go into that all day long. Um, something I'm still cultivating myself, but it's one of those things like where you're going to have to choose to learn that. And that's going to soften your view when you realize how much God loves you when you realize how much she prizes and possess wants to help other people possess different things in this world and stuff and, and really celebrate them that then you'll understand that that's your heart's going to shift. Um, from on that type of stuff too. But anyways, another one. So the third one for, for cultivating the empathy is being (laughs) open-minded, be open-minded. I laugh because I know this is a struggle for so many too. I can't tell you how many times I hear, I know my spouse, I know what they'll say. I know, I know, I know. And just as annoying as it is that I'm sitting here going, I know, I know, I know. That's how, like, that's how they feel when you're, when people are like saying that. It's like, no, you don't. Like, you don't know. Like, give people the freedom 
to be them. Every day, people are changing and growing. Every day. Well, the growing is a choice. But every day, people are changing. And it's a choice of whether they are going backwards by letting bad habits take over or if they're growing, being intentional. But every day, people are changing. Yeah. So you don't know. Also, I, when it comes down to that, if you, if you always... I really can't stand, this is just a huge pet peeve of mine. When I get into any conversation with someone and they're the type of person where it's like, you know, you, it could, you could bring up any topic, any topic on the entire planet, astrophysicist, whatever, um, all these, doesn't Oh, you matter. said that wrong. I know how to say that, Tommy. Whatever. No, I don't even kidding. freaking care. <laughs> like it doesn't matter any freaking topic on the planet and they would know everything about it. Oh, I know. I know. I know, wow, can you, like, from my perspective as a healthy individual and develop all the foundations I built, I just see a lot of insecurity there. That's all I see, and a lack of self-confidence. So, it, to me, it looks kind of weak when you people do that. But what I will say is, like, you know, don't be that person. You don't know everything. Like, I'm the, I'm the first to come to any conversation with, I don't know, and I'm willing to be open-minded about things because I'm always willing to grow. So, don't have a fixed mindset. Yes. And so approach conversations with that open-minded, just free from judgment. So, you know, that free from judgment is also a big thing. So don't already have your preconceived of like, I know this is what happened and this is how you felt and this is what you like. No, just stop it. Stop it. And acknowledge that everyone has unique experiences and their feelings are valid. You don't have to agree with someone's feelings to validate their feelings. So, you know, we talk about this all the time, but whether, you know, if Tommy feels like the sky is like hot pink all the time, you know, that's cool that he feels that way. But sitting here arguing with him over it would be really dumb. Like if he can feel that way and you know, there's just so many different aspects that, that dive into that. But I'm not going to sit here and just like, oh, like judge him and like then call him stupid and critique him and then belittle him and put him down. Right. Like none of that is healthy communication and it's not empathy. It's more of like wonder, like, well, I wonder what's going on. Because earlier <laughs> he walked in the house and he's like, everything is pink. And it was funny because, you know, that would be one of those points of like, it's not pink. It's this, it's that. But knowing he had just been outside walking, having the sun like reflecting off snow into his eyes. It did change the color. Should have wore sunglasses. Look very smart. <laughs> yeah. Think about it. Right. Not smart on that part, but for your eyes. However, um, you know, but it's one of those things. Like, so maybe you're arguing with someone and in their lens, it is pink. You know, it so, was pink. Everything was pink to the record. But like, yeah, well, not everybody else. And not to me. Right. So but that's one of these great aspects of like I can have that empathy of like, wow, OK. So, you know, being in the sun, having that bright sun reflect. And yeah, so and I can understand that. And I, it doesn't cause that critique. So it allowed me to be open minded is the big aspect. And so challenge your own assumptions and stereotypes as well here. That's going to go into like being the open minded. So I know some people have like this preconceived if you're this, this, like I, I'm not going to label and, and go out on this limb here, but just know, challenge your own assumptions and stereotypes. I will. All right. Going out on this limb here, like, you know, people want to label like people narcissists. I know someone's going to freaking someone's going to come up here. Like, oh my gosh. Like they're going to come up with, you know, narcissists can be 
empathetic. They're just incapable. I hate that word, incapable of it. And I'm like, really, dude? Like, number one, I understand if you've been labeled narcissist, I am sorry. We have been, we were labeled narcissistic. She was labeled bipolar by professionals, and I use air quotes there. Look, I could prove. I'm gonna. I'm. I'm not gonna go into a rant about this, briefly. But like everybody, I could prove. We have fifteen, twenty thousand people in our group. I could prove every single person in that group that has relationship problems to be narcissistic. They could have multiple red flags. So even you, the one that's listening, that's challenging me right now, I could prove it. You have like multiple. So anyways, let's move on. Yes. And so uh, coming back into another tip to improve your empathy, practice emotional regulation here. And this means, first of all, so I'm going to say that again, practice emotional regulation. So this means if you're swinging all over the place, you're high, you're low, you're a good one minute, you're breaking down another, you you have to gain control of yourself first before you're able to have empathy for others. This means that you do have to actually learn about emotions, your own emotions, before you can understand others. And on the flip side, typically the men, because men are taught, shut up, suck it up, be a man, don't cry. You know, all of those lovely stigmatisms that have caused men to bottle up and not express any kind of emotions. But, you know, you have to learn how to uncover your emotions and be able to understand yourself before you're able to have empathy for especially your wife and others in general. You have to understand emotions yourself. Understanding your own emotions and managing them effectively does enhance your empathy towards others. So being able to actually reflect on your feelings and consider how they influence your choices and how you show up and your decisions, all of that is part of practicing emotional regulation and grows your empathy. It's And it's a skill. It's a learned skill. So just that's, that's a really important aspect here. So I'm saying practice emotional regulation, but this is one that society doesn't teach us about our emotions at all. You're mad, sad, happy. Okay. Um, that's the three emotions of our society or jealous. That's typically the, the ones that, you know, we're here. So, but there's so much more. That means you have some learning and education to do so that you can actually have this skill set. Yeah. Also cultivate curiosity. Like that's going to be important. You, if, and this is all about also heart position, because if you're not curious if you're not curious and there's just like and there's no genuine care there then there's something wrong that's going on with your heart we're all designed for fellowship and curiosity when it comes to these things so be genuinely interested in learning about others ask open-ended questions to really encourage people to share their thoughts and experiences you know like so instead of what's how was your day bad sucked was okay what was the best part about your day Right. It's just a small example. But anyways. Yeah. So those are the tips, though, for like growing your empathy skills. And remember that empathy is a skill that can be developed over time with conscious effort and practice. I'm going to say that again. Effort and practice. It doesn't just come natural. Right. Because otherwise, if it just came natural, all adults would be walking around with great empathy and communication skills. However, most of the world is not. <laughs> yeah. You can see miscommunication all the time. Just walk out into any public space and you're going to watch someone have a misunderstanding. And it, it, it can be quite entertaining just like 
when you're sitting back and you can see the bigger picture and then they're so engulfed and enclosed that they can't they can't see past it but it, it this involves you know being able to to learn empathy it does involve a continuous commitment continuous commitment and understanding and connecting with others on a deeper emotional level so yes you know it does take some energy does take effort it doesn't just happen naturally so that means you're gonna have to put work into it and we talked about two important skills that are very important to effective communication we want to share a huge caveat though huge so hear me out if you're listening and you were taking hardcore notes going this is going to fix all of my communication (laughs) this is not all there is to communication these two skills are important but a thousand percent i want to be so clear i want to be a thousand percent clear here take this note this will not work This will not work. And there is so much more to communication than just active listening and empathy. This will not fix all of your problems. They're great in addition to you. They're great skills. Yes, they're needed. But there is so many more foundations that is also needed in in conjunction. And there's just a lot more to communication as well. So just wanted to give that note. I'm going to probably reiterate it in a minute. But just wanted to give that note. Now... Tommy, let's talk about why is it so hard to have open communication? Because it, right, because so many people believe it should just be natural and just come natural. So let's talk about why is it actually so hard to have open communication? Well, I mean, there's number one, like there's two big skills people lack. Number one, they're distracted um, and they're not mentally present. So like that, that's one side of it. Um, And even when they, when they are home or with their spouse, their kids or whatever it is, their mind is running elsewhere and mm, yeah. it's this is from a lot of different a lot of different things that go on here um but people don't people don't have the understanding of their own emotions like if you can't understand yourself how you express your emotions how are you going to understand and, and okay let me let me phrase that if you can't understand how to communicate to yourself and express your own emotions to yourself on a very deep level then how are you going to be able to express them to your spouse or anyone else? Like, it's funny because um, we do some things about finding deeper to beliefs. And it's kind of funny because a lot of these other junk programs out there, different things like that, do things like get to people's what I call thoughts or statements. And they don't get to real deep rooted beliefs. They don't even get to surface level beliefs. I've discovered there's actually three to four levels of beliefs. And then there's different levels of reprogramming that. And what I will tell you is that most people just get to thoughts or statements, which if you try to even, if you even if you did know how to reprogram belief, or beliefs and you just reprogram the thoughts or statements, you're going to be stuck spinning your wheels being like, why isn't it working? Well, it's because you didn't actually get to the real beliefs. So mm-hmm. what I'm saying is if you don't actually dive into stuff on a subconscious level, on a very deep level, to understanding your own self, you're not going to be able to effectively do it for others. No, not at all. And, you know, so that's one aspect. In, in talking about the two big skills earlier, like the, the empathy and active listening, people don't have those. So without active listening, without empathy, communication's really hard. People not being present at all, like their mind is somewhere else, whether they're physically present or not. And then not having that own understanding of emotions. So that alone is a lot that brings, you know, problems to communication. But let's add in, on top of all of that, let's add in the walls, the resentment. I want to mention one more thing real quick on that last one before we forget. Um, But if you don't, 
like people just understand like when we were talking about emotions people just understand caveman type emotions glad sad happy mad those types of things anyway let's mm -hmm. move on to walls and resentment yeah and so with with the walls and resentment it's not emotionally safe and when it's not emotionally safe to express things or if you feel like things are going to be used as a weapon towards you or you know if you do share it's going to cause a lot of conflict then all of this is going to cause to bottle up and not actually express anything. And then so conflict resolution is still missing. And then safety and trust is also still missing. So it makes it really hard to communicate, having like deep emotional communication, if there's no safety, no trust and no conflict resolution. And if there's walls up, like if you have walls up, you know, well, what do we, we always say it, but walls go up, intimacy and trust and connection go down. That's what it is. And that feeling of I love you has gone down too. Because when that happens, when those things go down, that goes down naturally. And you get told I love you as a father, as a mother of my kids. But I'm not in love with you anymore. That's where you get that. Yeah. Which, by the way, don't go on dates because that's just going to highlight all that when you have walls between you. And, you know, honestly, m on top of all of this that we've said so far, most people are in a constant or, or very close to constant, and then they're like back and forth in a state of fight or flight. They're in the mindset of self-protection and are not open to hearing about your personal thoughts or emotions. They're just surviving. Their mind is running on survival. They're literally fight or flight, and their body is crapping out physically. There's so many physical attributes that go into that when you're in that constant state or fight or flight. Their nervous system is fried their brain isn't running, functioning properly. There is so many things that is going on. <coughs> yeah. Also, um, when it comes to like this type of stuff, in this in this mindset, they are in self-protection mode one, yes, of course. Um, they're all on, on, on survival mode, basically. But the skill set to be open-minded isn't there as well. Um, so, and then there's also different stages of change and growth and stuff like that. And everybody can be in very different stages of change. For example, if you're listening to this and your spouse doesn't want to save the marriage right now, but you do, well, you're in the action stage. They're not, they're probably in like pre-contemplation, which means they're not even thinking about it. So there's, there's different things there, but what I'm saying is they can move forward in that, in those stages too, just like you did. Yeah. Another thing that comes up and makes it so hard to communicate is that, listening people listen to combat what is said like they they're going to they're going to battle like when their spouse is talking they're going to battle and they're they're gathering ammunition to come back for an attack versus actually listening so they're listening to prove the other person wrong and to protect themselves versus actually listening yeah so. the, the, the truth the truth of it is behind it though like like a person that's truly confident and is secure in who they are and knows their true identity, knows their true values, their purpose, all that stuff. Like I don't need to defend myself. It, like I actually ironically posted this morning, like um, basically like if you argue with a fool, you become a fool. I don't, I don't engage with fools. Like, and when it boils down to it, like, you know, I'll just, I'll just temporarily walk away from the conversation. So there's different things. I'm not saying stonewall people, but there's, but there's, you can't reason with someone when they're in the action. So just yep. know that too. Yeah. And, and recognize that fear is what leads most people. Like fear is what leads most people. So this is also something to keep in mind. So if they're in a fear mode, it's not safe. Like they're not going to be opening up. 
And honestly, another big aspect here is people just don't know how to be objective. That's a huge thing. They have a tainted lens themselves. They have a lot of trauma on their own side. Like they bring in a lot of things. They have their own beliefs. And so many things are playing out in their own mind. They don't know how to actually listen. Yeah. There's also, you got to understand, like a lot of their, even if they didn't have what people term as childhood trauma, um, and they seem to have like on the surface, like, oh, they had nothing wrong with her. They had great parents, also, whatever. People still, I don't care what you say, have limiting beliefs. Otherwise, you wouldn't be listening to this podcast to begin with. But like what I'm saying is, is like people have limiting beliefs. People have issues that are going on in their minds. And that's going to shape their reality regardless. Mm-hmm. So just understand that. And there's years of unresolved issues. Typically, you know, and, and this happens all the time. It's like, well, you know, anytime we argue, all of these things are brought up, like everything from like before when we were just dating. And it's because there's no actual solutions. And so there's all of these open browser screens of all of these past problems. And it's hard to stay on a topic when there's so many unresolved issues. Yeah, so- not, not only that, you've never been heard truly on a deep level. Like people laugh like, well, it happened 20 years ago, the affair or whatever. It's like, so what? Time does not heal wounds. Why you're here. It's worse now. And in a bonus one here for you is really, honestly, a lot of people just don't want to hear you. And like the spouse, like, right. And it becomes in this, in the marriage, your spouse doesn't actually want to listen because they feel unheard. And since they feel unheard, why should they give you that respect and courtesy to hear you when they feel unheard? It really goes into a petty thing. And I'm not going to lie. Tommy and I lived in this. Petty, you said putty. I said petty. Okay. See, we have petty communication. <laughs> um, but um, maybe, who knows? But I meant petty if I did say, but whatever. Tommy and I were extremely petty in this aspect, and we would go back and forth. And I'm like, I, I flat out, I'm like, I don't care, Tommy, about what you have to say. <laughs> and I just didn't. I was like, I'm so like at that point. And it was, we had to come outside of that because we were stuck in that petty cycle. And so that's also another one. So there's, there's 11 main reasons for you right there on what makes communication so hard. And even with knowing about empathy and active listening, there's so many other areas here. So we really wanted today to really, one, give you some some skills, right? We want to give you and teach you that effective communication, one, it's an ongoing journey. It's not just like something, oh, I learn and dump. Like, you know, like when you go to school and you like study for the test and done, dump, never going to use that again. No, effective communication is a skill. It's an ongoing journey. And it does require effort and commitment from both partners. Now, it does only take one to save a marriage, but obviously in order to have a healthy communication, healthy marriage moving forward, it does take two, but it takes one to save a marriage just as that. And as we wrap up today's episode, remember that building a strong foundation of communication can lead to a more fulfilling and resilient marriage. Absolutely. Also, I do want to touch on one thing that Dustin got touched on earlier, which is really that you have to understand even if you applied everything here we learned today in depth, it's not going to fix your marriage. You're like, wait, what? Like, yeah, communication's not the problem. It's not. It's the lack, complete lack of found any real solid foundations. The people that you are right now are not going to be the people that you are when you save your marriage. 
I hate to tell you, even if you went to, because communication involves really, if you look at it at the core, that's it's like working. If you were to look at it from marriage perspective, it's working on the marriage right away. You're not ready to do that. You going to, even if you went to like a marriage retreat, marriage class right now, that's not going to work for you. It's an epic fail even before you went. So the reason why is because a healthy marriage requires two healthy individuals. That's why in our program, we work on becoming healthy individuals first with mindset, then individual phase, then marriage, and then tools. So you have to have the foundations or else you're just going to stay on the emotional roller coaster. I hate to tell you that. And I, there is so much that we don't have time to encompass here <laughs> by even close uh, to what it means to becoming a healthy individual just on that side, not even including the marriage. So you have to put all the foundations in place. You have to really, truly change, grow, get rid of the limiting beliefs. There's a lot of things that go into it. And just relying, like, even if, I'm just going to put this out there, even even though our communication framework, skills, tactics, stuff like that that we teach you, which is multiple different types, even if I just gave them to you right now, all of them, you're going to fail. You'll get on a high emotional roller coaster but then you'll come crashing down way harder than what you did before and way further. Reason why is because there's no real foundations. So yeah, you have this to is have not it. a fix. No. This is just to open your mind about some things and create awareness. That's all. Um, when it comes to this type of stuff and teach you a couple of different skill sets, but skills and tools and tactics for stuff like that is not going to fix your marriage. Yeah. And just remember like this isn't all something that just happens naturally. Because again, if it all just happens naturally, <laughs> then all the adults in the U.S. would be walking around healthy individuals, completely in composure, not flipping out all the time, in con in control. They'd be able to effectively communicate. They wouldn't be having misunderstandings. And, you know, it would be a very peaceful environment. But yeah. uh, just look, go, go out in public and you'll see that's not the case. So, yes, it does take actual intentional effort in learning. And while it wasn't your fault, you weren't taught, it is your responsibility to take that step to learn now. Yeah. A lot of people will do this, like where they go around the house and different things like that, trying to, oh, I'm trying to pick up and do things for them and, you know, help out with different things and go on dates. It's like, no, all that's a mistake. Stop. There's already a lot of damage done walls between you guys. It's like, you need to actually build real foundations here or else you're going to fail. Truth is every marriage is set up to fail. Be really honest with you. So if you're on the foundations that we teach, you're going to fail. It's just what it is. But I just want to open your mind about things. Um, this is something that we really believe that super strongly about when it comes to oh, communication. Yeah. A lot of people say, well, communication's issue. It's on countless calls that we do. Countless people that come to us, tens of thousands of people, and it's not the core issue. It's not. So that being said, though, uh, we love you. God loves you. And we will see you on the next episode. Have a good one. Bye. Now that's all we have for today's show. And remember, prayer without action is just dead faith. So make sure to implement everything you learned here today from today's show. By the way, hope you enjoyed this episode on the Marriage 2.0 podcast. And if you did, please make sure you share this episode on your social media and tag at Tommy and Desnica. And if you did enjoy it, make sure to subscribe to the Marriage 2.0 podcast and give us a five-star rating. However, listen, most importantly, so many people are at the end of their ropes, crying themselves to sleep every night. And we can only spread our message and story so far here. So we need you to make sure that you really share the knowledge with others that really need it so that we can impact them. Yes. And you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. So make sure to join our free Facebook group, Christian Marriage Coaching for support, daily content, and free trainings to help you go from roommates to teammates. Have an amazing day and God bless.